What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Till the End of the Line podcast. I am your boy Juan G here with the roadie to my Tony Stark. <laughs> Geek Tours. What's going on, guys? Thanks for joining us again today. Uh, well, we've already kind of caught you guys up on everything most current, right? Yeah. So we thought we'd go back a little bit further. Uh, today we'll be talking about Thor Love and Thunder, giving you guys our review on it. Uh, letting you know our thoughts about what happened in it, what our thoughts about what will be happening in Thor's universe, and where we think it's all going. Um, so, yeah, that's today's episode. Uh, Kike, what are your thoughts on Love and Thunder? For, well, first, let's get your, your review on it. How many stones? Um, I'd give it five stones. Okay. Uh, I Close to maybe six stones, but just... I feel like Lady Thor, they did a great job with her. It was good for what it was, but I think her being gone, you know, spoiler alert, <laughs> her yeah. being gone going from this point on, um, I think just the character it was a missed opportunity. And I think that was that was the biggest reason why it doesn't get the full six stones. Because so you think they could have had more Mighty Thor content? Yeah. Like in other movies and stuff like that? I, I, yeah. Just maybe just having a full A-team, um, which is... Uh, the Avenger lineup of nothing but nothing but women. Uh, I think it'd be nice to see Lady Thor. Kind of like what they did in Endgame. That yeah, that was like a tease yeah. to it. I uh, seen Gamora, Captain Marvel, everybody right. line up like that. Mm-hmm. I think it it'd be nice to have a a female led team, uh, full female team. And how do you not have Thor? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That's a good point. That's the only reason why I don't give it six. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, comical, hilarious. Uh, Tucky with E did a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, Despite a lot of people didn't like it. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know why. why everybody doesn't like this movie. A lot of people are calling it like one of the worst Marvel movies. I don't see it. I, I don't understand it. it. I really enjoyed it. It's like, I'm all for this one. Like, to me, it's my favorite one so far of the Thor movies. Because uh, I like that they switch. Well, first, my review. I, I, on the other hand, I do give it six out of six stones. Okay. Uh, I thought it was comical. I thought it was it was heartwarming at, at certain parts. Yeah. Uh, I thought the plot was great. Action was phenomenal. Uh, just all around, I thought it was a great movie. Um, but yeah, but for whatever reason, a lot of people didn't like it. I don't know if maybe it was too comical for people's taste yeah. or or what the deal was, but a lot of people didn't like it. Yeah, I thought sure. Jane Foster as Mighty Thor was awesome. I'm glad yeah. we got to see it, at, at least in one movie. Um, so yeah, I mean, like I said, I thought it had uh, a great villain. The great Christian Bale played an awesome Gore the God Butcher. Yeah. I thought he did a phenomenal job with that. I actually probably like him as Gore more than I liked him as Batman. I really? thought yeah, only because not not comparing the two, but only because I felt he was more into the Gore character than he was Batman. Okay. May have been the makeup so the character, not it. the movie. Correct. No, not the movie. I'm not comparing the movies but at all whatsoever. Okay. Uh just the characters that he played, you know, themselves. Okay. Uh and I think it probably had to do with that he got in the makeup and yeah. He got to like really embody that character, um, and he—I mean, us being parents, mm-hmm. we related. Do one hundred percent. Even yeah, I think everybody could relate with with Gore the Garbage and they could really see why he was doing what he was doing. Yeah, and you know, not to knock on anyone's religion, but like to touch on why some people do lose faith in yeah. certain religions, and for and sure because of 
some of the crappy things that happen in this world. You know? Yeah, man. A lot of people lose faith when, when, when things happen close to the best, you know, so, so especially when you, you know, you lose a family member, yeah. your, your faith might waver, you know? Yeah. And, and then for him to actually meet his God yeah. and his God to say, you're only here to <laughs> sacrifice for me. It's right. like, I probably would have grabbed that sword too. Like <laughs> if I'm being honest, you know? Uh, but yeah, man, like I said, I think the plot was good. And very funny as always. Taika Waititi always brings the great comedy, good, good stuff. Uh, and the action, I thought the action was great. That yeah. that fight sequence on the moon. Oh yeah, with that the, was awesome. The mono, like the no color and then color. And yeah. Only when the electricity came from the bolt or from the hammer, um, mm-hmm. where that's where it actually illuminated. Otherwise, right. in the dark realm. I actually have a really cool. So I watched the the special features on that, and they actually used a brand new lighting technique, mm. which uh, they they get set up in a room and they have cameras literally all around the room. Each camera at the exact same moment takes shots, but from different angles of light. So that way in the editing, they can go in and they can select which angle to use for the shot. And it all happens real time. That's so it's actually really Yeah. So you could see, you could see each shot happening like on the moon. It's fully lit in one shot and the other shot, it's super dark. Wow. So like he can go in and depending on the angle of the camera, you can really capture the correct lighting for that scene. And it's was, really cool. This is Tekio Tegi's idea? No, 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 no. It's it's a company that does it. It's a lighting company uh, that they just brought into Thor. That's better. The idea to do that. The play. It's for, genius. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was really. It's gonna probably revolutionize lighting in in the movie industry. Uh, another thing, the I think it had phenomenal visual effects in this movie. I think so too. Uh, yeah. Part of that being they use uh, also another new filming technique was uh, the backdrop. So they're in a room and imagine the whole room, the walls are um, projector screen, right? Like a green screen? No, not green screen, uh, like a projector screen. So okay. they can change the the visuals of the backdrop. Oh, okay. Uh, like on the computer, they get to change it. So not only do you have a practical set that's on the floor, but you also get to see what we will see in the movie. Mm-hmm. In the so it helps the actors play off of that, and then it helps oh, yeah. just build it the, the set. Scenery, yeah. yeah, it sets the scenery completely in the room, which is pretty cool. So yeah. like that part where they're on the um, on the boat traveling to Gore, uh-huh. you could see you know they could see the space and all that stuff. They could see I think the dolphins and stuff like that. So they're able really to play off of that. And I think you know you could catch it in the background. You won't. You'll see what they're seeing. So I thought that was a really cool thing that they that they did. Um, yeah, that's that's awesome. And you said all of this can be found in Marvel's either assembled. either the special features of the actual film or in Marvel's Assembled, which is the Disney Plus show, which they do uh, basically. It's just a special feature show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's all in there. Each Marvel property. Um, the one the ones that I saw, I believe, were from the film okay the special feature because they have little featurettes of each that's awesome they're talking about yeah, yeah so it's really cool um chris hemsworth i thought delivered excellently again yeah. Yeah. uh he really knows how to balance that like meaningful acting with comedy acting yeah like he can weave in and out of it and you never want i think i think everyone in the mcu has a really good grasp on that mm-hmm. robert downey jr 
Um, Even Drax. Like, yeah, yeah, Drax, Cap, you know, language. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, all of, like, just all of them have that, that good comical, uh, just that, that natural sense of humor that they have. Mm-hmm. Just a, that improv, just to be goofy, you know, Robert Downey Jr. putting freaking snacks all over Avenger 1. And yeah. Offering him a blueberry in the middle of the scene. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. Like, all those cool things, like, I think Marvel is, like, when we talked about it before, casting has been great in Marvel. And, well, 100% on point every time. He Chris Hemsworth has definitely redeemed himself in the first two movies. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I think the, the I think that was more more of the direction Thor was at. Yeah, at that time, I think they didn't they weren't trying to be funny with Thor. Right, because Thor's usually the big you know muscular guy comes in with the hammer and right. stuff. Uh, but I remember, yeah, they saying in Ragnarok, uh, they definitely wanted to take it a different direction. Yeah. They wanted to give it a more comedy feel and stuff, and I thought they delivered hands on. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think. Love and Thunder just narrowly beats out Ragnarok as far as yeah. I don't know Thor. which one I like more, honestly. Really, I don't know. I don't see. I don't know. I think they both have their their good parts, or their they're both good in their own way. Mm. You know what I mean? So like we see different people in Love and Thunder that we do Ragnarok, and right. it's kind of different stages of Thor. So I think I don't know. It's it's hard to compare them both. You have to because they're both Thor films, but right. uh, I it just narrowly beats it out to me. Like I, just, I would give Ragnarok I missed five. not seeing Loki. Yeah, you know yeah. his brother. Like he's, and he's that, it's and man, poor Thor dude literally lost every. Jane was the last yeah. person that was closest to him. Dad, mom, Loki, best friend, Heimdall, freaking now Jane Foster. Yeah, and then I mean even in the in the scene where he gets flicked, you know he's butt ass mm-hmm. butt ass naked. All the big the, back that yeah. So like on the very bottom. Uh, if you zoom in, like it took forever for me to find this, but like it has Loki's uh, helmet, mm-hmm. and then uh, it says R.I.P. Loki, mm-hmm. and then on the right there's like a script, and yeah. in that script it has mother, father, brother, uh, Tony, and Natasha, all on there. Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah I seen that. I seen that. I was like, oh wow, that's crazy. Like, Did that's you know uh, Taika drew some of that? No, yeah. I would have. His back tattoo, he freehands some of that. <laughs> that's yeah. pretty cool. Uh huh. Uh yeah so the, yeah I I like that. that that scene was funny dude, and that's actual Chris Hemsworth but no like, yeah? yeah I don't think that dude has an ounce of fat on his body I don't know about that I mean you have to have some where in the parts that their muscle can't be like <laughs> <laughs> well because like typically so your BMI the way that works is like you're really really skinny like he's pretty bulked up he's pretty he bulked is. up yeah so he'd be small well, a lot smaller if he had like zero percent body fat. You know? Okay. So I think he'd be he wouldn't be as as buff as he is right now. Mm-hmm. So he's pushing an easy like eight or nine percent body fat, which is obviously not a lot. But yeah. It's not zero. I doubt it. Really? I doubt it. Yeah. Because even like Victor, he's I think he's he's pushing like eleven percent body fat, and he's really, really he's he's real super skinny. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But majority of it's muscle. That's a real person we know. Not, yes, that's yeah, a friend. Nice. Victor's no one in the MCU. <laughs> Uh, well, he might be on the show one day. One yeah, day. So you guys will well, be I'd love to have him on. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, another cool thing about this movie is, in case you didn't know or didn't catch it, a lot of the actors and the crew's children are in the yeah. movie. Talking about T.E.'s kids. Yeah, Christian Chris, Bale's kids. Kids. Yeah, uh, Chris Hemsworth. His daughter is love. Yeah, that's his actual daughter. And little Thor. And yes, uh, his son is uh, the 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 younger Thor that's running in that montage in the beginning. Um, his wife 
is the lady wolf he's making out with while on a female wolf. Yeah. So there's that whole entanglement. Uh, that wolf that they were sitting on looks like the one that Halloween uses. Yeah, it did. Yeah. So. Maybe that's where Hella got it. Yeah. Ooh, well, no, because he didn't know Hella. What does that have to do with how she got that wolf? Well, she, because Hella was gone before Thor was born. That's why I remember it. No, I, I understand. But I'm saying maybe Hella got that wolf where that wolf lives. Like, where oh, where it was. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. No, no, I didn't mean that actual wolf. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I'm like, I'm pretty sure it was dead. <laughs> yeah, probably. She resurrected or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the eternal flame. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah. And then. I, we talked about this before, right? That the shadow monsters were uh, drawings from yeah. the children. So, yeah, yeah, there's that, too. Uh, and then when, uh, I guess, when they were on the press junket for the movie, a lot of people asked about their kids being in it. He's, Taika Waititi made the joke. was like, yeah, it was free labor. <laughs> like, why wouldn't we? <laughs> and then they could determine how long the kids acted and how long they were on set and stuff yeah. like that. So that's funny. Um, so, big question well, do you think there will be another Thor movie? A Thor 5, possibly? Or I mean, do you think he's just going to be featured in another Thor movie? I don't think we're going to get a Thor 5 for a while. Okay. If we are, it'd be after the Kang Dynasty. After all of the big climax of Phase 6. And so in the five next saga, not this one? Yeah. Okay. I don't think so. because Why is that? There's just so much more content out there that they should focus on. Very true. Uh, and Thor's the type char- of character right now. He's in a position where he can just continue the jump around like like Wong and uh Nick Fury and stuff I feel like, like that. he's now in the position of like godfather of the MCU. Right. Yeah. Right. He's one of the OG six. Uh yeah. there's it's just Hawkeye, but he's old. Hawkeye's pretty much retired. He's yeah. passing on the mantle to Kate Bishop now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're right. I think he might be the le- well him and Hulk. Yeah. Well Them Hulk two. doesn't die. I mean, even when the world ended in like the age of Ultron where Ultron actually wins, like Hulk becomes like super old and he's like old and wrinkly. Like mm-hmm. he's just, he's not necessarily immortal, but he just lives it, it a little It takes him a long, long, long time to age. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and eventually he becomes Maestro, which we talked about before. Yeah. Yeah. Which is mm-hmm. another version. I saw the, uh, the cartoon on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was good. I first really got to know what Maestro was because of that Marvel Contest of Champions. The game, yeah, the app, yeah. So I used to play that a lot, and then I got pretty deep into it, and took out, I got to my show, but it got super hard. So <laughs> You're I, like, I was like, oh, I don't have time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really busy today. Uh, yeah. Um, so if there if there is going to be another Thor, who who do you think could be the next villain for him? It really depends on the direction that it goes. Um, I think the next time we'll see Thor, like. In, in a big in a big in a big way I think it would be him and Hercules squaring off right seeing how how that ended uh, I don't think we're gonna see him yeah maybe like Secret Wars uh, or if they do another Civil War 2 um, we'll see because of that so the, another spoiler well this whole episode is basically spoiler <laughs> yeah. um, well not really because no. it's been out for a while yeah it came out you in the movies a long time ago you DVD guys came good. out what, like two three weeks ago yeah so, so well you already know we got an introduction to Hercules yeah Zeus's son yeah so that's that's why I was wondering is if there will be another Thor movie because they kind of set it up that way with Hercules and he could possibly be the big bad in that one so him and Hercules like they've always competed with each other because of they're almost evenly matched in power. Hercules is slightly stronger, uh, but Thor has always been, um, I guess, more skilled. 
mm-hmm. and then once he had the Odin Force, it's like unparalleled. He couldn't touch him. Do you uh, think we're gonna see Thor get the Odin Force in that? I think that'll be his casting away, like at some point in the MCU. Once he, be, you know, deems the Odin Force and he becomes the All Father, like he'll then, be he'll be moved into that Odin role. Yeah, and then, and okay. then he'll sporadically show up here and there, you know, and, and with age, it'll work. Because as Guardians, uh, there's a comic and in the uh, there's a, actually a, a cartoon episode too where uh, Thanos is on some like floating rock over Earth. Uh, I think they're on the moon actually, and he has all the Infinity Stones. And Tony kind of convinces him into he's like it's not fair. He's like it's all of us against you, but you have all the Infinity Stones. Like if you are that good of a villain, you should be able to take us out with one of those stones. So he chooses one stone and he uses like. Um, the reality stone and he age, or the time stone and he ages all of them, so Tony like just crumbles and dies and it's oh yeah, um, basically everybody dies except for Cap. Cap is just Cap is just like super old, but the super soldier serum is still keeping him there, and um, Thor gets super old, full long beard, looks like Odin. And he's like, "Hi, you messed up." As Guardians, when he gets stronger, as they as age, they age yeah. and then he just wallops him and knocks his ass out. So then he flips it back and then uses a different stone. But like, uh, so imagine like he's he's gonna get older. Mm-hmm. He's already like fifteen hundred years old, yeah, uh, or fifteen thousand years old. So imagine like he's he has a lot so of time he's on his like belt. in his mid twenties right now. <laughs> yeah, <Realistically. laughs> we should break that down. How that how they age? Yeah. You know? like how dog years. Are oh, seven. I thought they said every fifteen hundred years. Is a year. Is it? I th- I could have sworn. I don't know why that number's in my head, but I could have sworn that. So he's like 15,000 years old. So divide that by 1,500. So. 10 years old? No, that's not right. It can't be right. No, it no, no. It cannot be no. right. I was like, wait a minute. That, Whatever that math, math is too If easy. you guys figured out that math, please let us know. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Yeah. That's funny. Uh. All right, so the other thing I really liked about this movie is <coughs> I like how they explained uh, Jane and Thor's relationship. Yeah. Uh, we got to see a glimpse of it, um, and we got to really see what happened to them. Because mm-hmm. we know that they were together, but then they split up in the end of uh, Dark World. They got together. He came back. Yeah. Uh, but we never got to see their relationship. So it's like I thought it was really cool that they showed us a glimpse into their life and showed us what they were dealing with while they were a couple what split them up and how they got split up uh i really like that that they did that that they dove into that for a little bit yeah what are your thoughts on that i i like the whole montage yeah and then as like marriage you know it's not easy being in a a long-term relationship yeah there's a lot of work at it um being a superhero obviously takes huge uh precedent in your relationship Mm -hmm. Um, and then being an alien from another world, that, pretty sure yeah, adds another layer of element. Yeah. Um, and then seeing her focus on her job uh, as being, you know, an astrophysicist and you know winning a Nobel Peace Prize and like just both of their worlds were just didn't really mesh well, right? And it just fell apart. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, it's just made us a lot of us to relate to them on a personal level from like yeah. as a normal level, I guess, because not being you know, a super genius, and then right. the other one being a superhero, mm-hmm. a god. And then, um, but I don't know if you did catch, he was laying down at one point on the couch, and he, like, had uh, Munya right there, and he's like, always protect. Uh, yeah, the, and then the j- triangle thing came up. Yeah. That's what Odin 
how Odin said whoever be, shall be worthy. So I kind of feel like that was the moment where Mjolnir said, or when he said that to Mjolnir, it, that's why it did accept her. Right, that's why it called to her, yeah, because right. they knew she was sick and yeah. they wanted to protect her. Exactly. Okay, yeah. cool. So you felt Yeah, oh yeah, for too. sure, for sure, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was nice and mm-hmm. like, unconsciously he didn't realize he's the one that saved her from he did living that. longer. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it was kind of cool. To I, see yeah, that. I like that. That was the bridge and to explain why Jane became Aifa. Yeah, that was really cool because yeah. they didn't have to do that. Just be like, oh, hey, she's, she's worthy. Yeah, yeah, she's worthy, right? Um, I think they played out the worthy jokes as much as they could in Age of Ultron. You know, it's like elevator's yeah. not worthy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, I, speaking of you know Mjolnir and and Stormbreaker, I love how. And it's probably one of my favorite things in the movie, or as as far as like the comedy goes, is I love how Stormbreaker was acting like a jealous girlfriend. <laughs> and how she would just cut, just float into frame. Stormbreaker's Latina, and probably I don't doubt it. <laughs> so I like how she just like or she like I'm calling her she. I like how Stormbreaker would just like creep into frame, and just be looking at. Him. He's like, what? He's like, that's nothing. Uh, uh, yeah, that's by far probably one of my favorite jokes that they have going <laughs> yeah, in there. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah, and then when he was like talking about the Thunderbolt, uh, Stormbreaker was even getting jealous because she oh, was yeah. driving the ship and then she like rumbled the ship. He's like, but I like it for you, for you, Valkyrie. <laughs> it's good. He's like, I have mine, Stormbreaker. Uh, and then, uh, of course, you can't talk about Love and Thunder without the great Tessa Thompson. Yeah, she did great. Um, yes, please. I like how she had her... She was in power, but you can tell she didn't care for the power. Oh, as king? Yeah. Why is it king and not queen? I mean... Is that a nice guardian thing? No, I so think it's... Um, so she's she's a lesbian. She's, she's into women. All, which um, Valkyrie are, right? I don't know if all of them are. I know she is. Okay. Uh, seems like her and Jane might have had a little... I didn't get no? that at all. No, I saw that as a friendship deal. Think so? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Didn't, you didn't catch a whiff of a relationship at all. Not even a hint. Okay. I mean, I could I could have seen it if it did happen. Do you think Valkyrie would do that? Get with Thor's ex? Uh, I, th- I think that's why it didn't happen. I, I just don't, I don't no? see it at all. Not okay. even a little bit. No. But yeah, I mean, she just, she's a very powerful. I think it was more, it's a little touchy subject. To, like, I gotta like tiptoe around this. Mm-hmm. But... Why not king? I guess that's the right answer. Why, why can't she be a king? Do you get where I'm going with that? Like that's that's just what I got from it. Um, it's just yeah. if she wanted to be called king, then she could be called king. If she wanted to be called queen, she could be called queen. I guess it's the same deal with like law enforcement. If you're a woman and you're like lieutenant or captain, they still call you sir. Yeah. And I guess that's the deal there. I don't know. It's, yeah. Uh, I had a question yeah. about it. I didn't, it's motto. It. it is what it yeah. is. That's just. I didn't mind it. I, I did like how she has this power and she doesn't abuse it. Mm-hmm. She's not power hungry. She really cares about her people. She really she made Asgard a tourist attraction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Brought revenue in. I feel like she's willing to do whatever it takes, even though it makes her uncomfortable, so that she can lead her people. Yeah. So I'm. I know she doesn't like the limelight, and she hated being in those me- in those meetings. Uh, she's like, man, it, this meeting could have been uh, Raven Mail. Yeah. A little joke at snail mail. Email. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought that was funny, but like, it's just, well, she even, she even told Jane, she's like, Oh, I love kinging. She goes, but I missed the action. Yeah. She's, she's, a, a, she's, she's a warrior. A, she's a Valkyrie. Yeah. yeah that's what warrior. she does. One she, of the greatest warriors in, in all of 
she trained her whole life to, yeah. for battle. So yeah. like for her to be in an office job is kind of just like a waste of yeah. talent. You know? Agreed. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Tess Thompson's just great. Yeah. Gorgeous. And we'll see her really next in um, Creed 3. Yes. I'm really excited. Yeah, for that's going to be a good one. Yeah. Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut, yeah. too. Yeah. A little side note. Check and he's also going to be in the new uh, I Am Legend. Is he really? Yeah. I think that'd be pretty cool. Oh, and Kang is in Creed 3. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah so like, and Kang going at each other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Marvel's everywhere, dude. Hold Every single where. Uh, the, oh, the other funny thing I liked was the uh, the play that was put. So apparently this is a thing now in Thor where they do reenactments of plays oh, of, yeah. of yeah, events yeah. in that happened. Uh, but uh, the play that they put on in Love and Thunder, I thought was really funny. So the play was about Ragnarok. Yeah. And then Melissa McCarthy was Hella. Yeah. And just that whole play, I thought was hilarious. The, I broke your hammer. Like, dude, <laughs> it's the funniest thing that they did. And then the, the, the like, change and then the, their clothes come off and stuff <laughs> it's just so funny um but yeah i mean any any other thoughts you have on on the movie um let's talk easter eggs things that i mean what, okay. what were some of the things that you caught in it that uh either you questioned or you don't quite understand or well we yeah. didn't talk about uh none come to mind no. that we didn't talk about already. i think the biggest one for me is that room uh, when where it turned like the doorway to eternity, okay. Um, seeing the living tribunal, uh, seeing a watch of the watcher, uh, seeing eternity, lady death, infinity, and eon. So, those are all the statues, that yes. Are around, and okay, infinity is right at the end. So, that room just was pieced together. How was that? Was that just where it was, and that's how it happens? It just pieces together when you get there. I so what I got out of that is because. The what's it called? The what's the rainbow bridge that they go on? The, Bifrost. Um, yes, the Bifrost is the key to open the door to eternity. Right. Um, and we saw that when in his vision, when he takes on the the Necro Sword, um, he sees eternity, and then he sees the Bifrost like yeah. burn marks. You know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So then that's how that's when he realized that the Bifrost is how he gets in there. I feel like that's like a central hub or gateway to all those other eternities. Oh, other okay. entities in there. Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, everyone might have their own key, so it's not might not be the bifrost for all of them. Oh, okay. That's just kind of how I see it. I that see makes it as sense. A temple to reach the gods. That makes sense. Um, because like even in um, what if a watcher, the watcher is technically not supposed to intervene, right? Uh, and he does intervene temporary because he's attacked by you know the Ultron just looks at him. He's like. Can you see me? Supposed to be one way, one way from here, guys. Come on here. That was yeah. The What If series was really good. I like how they did that. And then, I thought it was funny that they just made the big bads like massively overpowering the good guys. Yeah. Which is kind of like what the MCU does is the good guys overpower the bad. Yeah. So like, I like that balance in it. Yeah. And it's a lot cheaper to make these bad guys as strong as they are with the Infinity Stones and do all of the stuff that right. they did. Just to do it animated, you know. I mean, it's expensive either way, but it's not CGI. You know yeah. I mean? Well, it's nice to have an animated series too, yeah. to to watch. Yeah, know? we got uh, X Men ninety seven coming too. So Ooh, that, yeah, that'd be I'm a nice excited one to watch. for that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, to see all of them in that room, um, I feel like they all work on the same like level of plane where like we're not supposed to be able to reach them, but if you can, that's the way to. Oh and right, right. Those that are kind of like not necessarily worthy, but like 
that do the work to get to it to be able to reach them. Yeah. They should be able to through that that doorway there. Um, but Lady Death, we've seen you know there, and we have that's the first time I think we've actually seen Lady Death, uh, which was the original reasons why Thanos collected all the Infinity Stones was to win her over. Oh, really? So yeah, in the very first Infinity Comics. So the Infinity Comics saga, yeah, or the the, the Infinity um, Saga comics, yeah. You're saying, oh, okay. That's why he does it. He doesn't do it to balance the universe. He does uh, it to get yeah, that was part of his goal. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, and yes. Both why of them is are everything reasons. just that. <laughs> why is that the goal to everything? <laughs> okay, you can't live. So he does it. Live without him, I guess. He does it for love. All right, I'll buy uh, it. And yeah, he does it for love. Lady okay. Death uh, to woo her over to win her. Um, so I know you ever notice why it's always guy that has to prove to the woman. It's never the woman like doing everything she can to win the guy over. Yeah. What the hell? I don't want to. I don't want. <laughs> I don't want to open up that kettle. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I want it known that we see it. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So, so that, that's you think that that's the room to to the the other gods. And yeah. Other entities, yeah. Other yeah. entities that are entities, sorry. Yeah. that are. Well, I mean, gods, entities, whatever they are. Yeah, I'm yeah. not sure where they are. Yeah. Uh, but to see them, like to access them if need be on a, like a, you know, multiversal level where it's it's going to change everything. You know, okay. like in what if that's the only reason why they were able to see Owatu. That's why he gathered mm-hmm. that, those, that, and that specific team because yeah. he knew that Killmonger and um, what's the other Zola, mm-hmm. the Zola robot, they were going to get trapped in there and they knew that that particular Doctor Strange was going to be able to track them and oh, then okay. watch them forever. Right, right. So, like, they know how everything's going to plan out, kind of like how the Watcher, or uh, he at the end, uh, he who remains, mm-hmm. how he knew he was going to. Right. Uh, so, like, th- that's what they do. Like, that's Their job is to, you know, maintain order. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have to let certain things play out. And True. So, seeing all of them together, seeing the Living Tribunal and Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, when they broke through the worlds. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... They said that she's the only one that can travel the multiverse, um, America Chavez. Mm-hmm. But the Living Tribunal lives in his own realm. Right. So I feel like that's going to be a big key going forward to seeing. We've seen the access to, uh, in that room. Like if, if that's the key or that's a doorway to all these different entities, she might have the power to cross realms. So like to go to the Anidad, which is where. So you think America Chavez not only can. Travel through multiverse. You think she can do it through realms? Too? Yeah. So like really? the ancestral plane, um, the soul realm. I didn't think that those are places you can travel to. Well, I mean, but if she flipped through and we saw the living tribunal, she You're already about did it. Miss Marvel. No, America Chavez. So when Scarlet Witch comes out of the bell, right, mm-hmm. and then they're like fighting, uh, and then she Scarlet Witch like bans bonds uh America Chavez, and she starts screaming. Oh, yeah. So then she opens up the portal, and then Strange tackles her, and then goes through the portal. And as they're flipping through all the different worlds, their face breaks apart. They go uh-huh. to, like, water, and then, like, uh, paint. No, paint yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and then there's the Hydra world that we see and all that. Uh, there's a, a point where they flip through, and there's the Living Tribunal's face. And they flip through that dimension. So this oh, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is the yeah, Living Tribunal. I got you. you know what I'm talking about? I got you, yeah. No, I know what you're talking about now. Okay. He lives in his own realm. Not, mm-hmm. And he oversees all the universes. So there's not one living tribunal. There's not multiple living tribunals, from my understanding. Just, just there's one. one that oversees all of them. Okay. So he's in his own realm. Just yeah. how the ancestral plane, you know, I told you, like, if you go through the ancestral plane, you can come out on another end. Right. You know what I mean? At yeah. a different point in time. Because it's it's a realm, not, not a universe.
if she went through that realm. It's where they're the living. quantum realm, not right. the quantum universe. Right. Yeah. Okay. So just to see that happen, I think she has the ability to, and she didn't have this in the comics, but I think they're going to give her that ability to flip through the realms. That'll be a that'll be a nice kind of bridge into that yeah. into the realms world. Yeah. So I just think that's pretty I cool. Uh, so we talk about Lady Death, Open Tribunal, uh, Infinity, uh, which is the who is he going to see again? Yeah, yeah. So Infinity is the sister of Eternity. Okay. So they're they're also like just living like they just work. They're polar opposites of each other, you know. Like okay. Push and pull, like, right, right, right. And all that. Um, and then Eon, which is someone I don't know too much about, which I just kind of looked him up. Um, but right now, what I got from our Earth six one six, he's just a cosmic entity that associates with time, life, and cosmic. His role is to protect life in the universe and serve the universe, um, just to kind of keep flowing. Okay. So like, so does he have anything to do with the reality stone then? Um, well, all of them kind of do. Okay. All of them kind of embody different parts of the reality stones or, or parts of the stones because the stones are like these they're the core of what what the universe is made out of and they just turn into different singularities so that you can manipulate them as you mm-hmm, need them mm-hmm. um, eventually there's a seventh stone that's created and it kind of has all of them like a piece of all of them not a piece but it is all of them okay so when you collect all seven then you're just like nothing can stop that person wow uh, and that gets pretty epic Maybe another topic it we can Sounds talk about. like it, yeah. yeah. I don't think they'll go back that route for like a while. Um, just because we, they're I doubt away they even from the will, stones. Yeah. They, they kind of closed the Infinity Saga, so mm-hmm. why revisit that? But uh, I just think that room, that shows a lot. And this is the first time we get to see the Watcher in... Oh, actually, no. Because we saw... Uh, man, what movie was it? Guardians? When he, they're like time hopping? And then Stan Lee sitting on a rock talking oh, to Oh, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Guardians. I think Volume 2? Yeah. I think yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so that's the first time we've seen a Watcher. Now we've seen the statue. But that statue in particular was uh, Owatu, the Watcher that we've seen in um, What If. Okay. So it's a different Owatu. It's not the Caucasian ones. It's the African-American one that's, that's being played. I forgot his name. Okay. He was in um, Hunger Games. He's the the guy with the real smart guy with the glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, so that's he's the one that voices him. I'd like right. to see him in the MCU now. I think he'd be a great watcher. Yeah. Well, I mean, why not have the same guy that's in the What If, right? Right. Like, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so what? It, what did you? There's been this thing going on where there's a lot of um, cringe moments now in the MCU. Okay. Like uh, I know Doctor Strange's eye is one of them. Okay. Uh, the kids getting Thor's powers to fight. So, with that being said, I want to know what did you think about the kids getting Thor's powers and being the army? I mean, I didn't mind it. I like. I thought it was cute. I like. I thought it was really cute. I, it was I like how he was able to share almost his share his power and the way it like spread it out. Looks like the tree. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. So I thought that was really nice. Um, it's. I think that's something that they put in there because if he doesn't come back. They, the next time he does come back, or the last time he comes back, he can kind of just give his Thor powers away, it mm, seems like. Okay. I think they kind of set that up to, like, hey, if we ever got to get rid of him, like, if he turns out to be, like, uh, what's his name? What's Flash's? The guy, Ezra Miller? Oh, God. He's crazy or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> just goes on a crime spree. <laughs> I don't see that. No, I don't I see that either. I don't think they'll ever get rid of uh, Chris as Thor. No, I don't think so either. He's even down to, he said, I will play Thor as long as fans want me to. Yeah. So I don't, I don't see it being a uh, thing that 
We'll I don't either. I don't think so either. But Shit. either way, I don't even think it needs to. Uh, yeah. So I, th- I mean, I thought that was cool. Uh, just some of those kids fighting were just hilarious. The little kid with the bunny just ah! <laughs> that was funny. Uh, so and some of those kids were getting down, dude. They yeah. were like messing those shadow monsters up. Yeah, I thought that was cool how they empowered kids. You know. Yeah, I I guess you're right. Yeah, it's yeah. it's nice. That we haven't seen younger kids kicking ass basically. Yeah. We're starting to see a little bit with the build of some younger Avengers, but not necessarily children, you know, small mm-hmm, children. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you also got to remember, these are Asgardians or werewolf people. Like that one little werewolf kid in the front. Oh, yeah. Um, Midas's kid. And all, yeah. yeah, and uh, Heimdall's son. You know, so these aren't like weaklings either. They can, That's true. Sure, they can hold their own pretty well. Uh, mm-hmm. Now they have the power of Thor also. So On top of that, yeah. 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 So all right, yeah, that's 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 a good point. Uh, I didn't think of, I didn't think of that aspect of it. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, any other points you want to talk about uh, of the movie um, or any other topics? I don't think so. You want to talk about uh, Madame Web a little bit? We're getting a lot of sneak peeks to that. Oh yeah, that's gonna be interesting to yeah. see how that plays out. Uh, so three different Spider Women, uh, ish, right? So we have uh, Madame Web. The Scarlet Spider, I believe. I think if I have it right in front of me. But. So tell us a little bit about Madame Web. So she has she's a mutant, first okay. off. Uh she so and she has like similar to how the symbiote or how Venom said he has a hive mind and it's like multiple years and years of like like generations and and thousands of billions of years through different multiverses of knowledge mm-hmm. shared with each other. Mm-hmm. She has that same uh, ability, but it's through the web of destiny. So it's anybody who has spider abilities, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. And they share this, like, uh, what they call arachnophobia. Is it right? No, arachnophobia is when you're scared of spiders. Yes. Uh, they have a... Shout out my wife, who has that. <laughs> oh, man, what is it called? What is it called? The, the Peter Tingle, the spider sense that they have. Yes, yes. They all share that with each other, um, and they. So you notice, like, yeah. Uh, what I read, uh, or I heard that, the Peter Tingle or the Spidey Sense, isn't him sensing that it's gonna happen. It's that it's happened to another yeah. spider, and then it, it's a shared like knowledge, and it's a warning to him, like, hey, it's gonna happen. Yeah, and that's what the the Spider Sense is. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like, what? And they're all, every single one is connected that is through that, that, that awesome. web of destiny. It's that's pretty cool, pretty cool man. That's, I think that's the sickest way to explain that. And that's why there's its own space and they have their own world. But that's the only entity or an only hero that we know of that has that. So I think Spider-Man, so I think Into the Spider-Verse is kind of setting up Madam Web in a way. Yeah. Because it, it helps to see that there are more than just one spider-man out there mm-hmm. and then now it's i think it's going to really dive into that world with madam web and then bring it to live action yeah so i look forward to that and i like how none of these spider-men um right now from what we've seen are the same they're all different people so or they don't they're not like variants how there's multiple lokis that look the same mm-hmm in this case, we saw the Toby. We saw the. Uh, it's different people it's different. that have like they may have the same name, but right. they're different people. Yeah, uh, or like Gwen Stacy and uh, Miles Morales. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. To see all these different people don this, you know, the the superhero mask the spider, of Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it's just it's cool to see how they have their own little universe of of the web of destiny and how that all works for sure um but the madam web that we're gonna see is the younger version of madam web not the older lady okay so it's a little bit of a newer comic not super new but it's a newer one um where she's like up and about and walking around because at one point she becomes like paralyzed from like the legs down so she kind of just is always in this web and is on her own little realm okay um so she'll be more active in the movie than what we're used to i don't know if you've seen like the old 90s uh cartoon she does pop up in there a couple times yeah and but she's like in like an altar and kind of just sits there and then doesn't really move from there. okay uh, she's in which i mean can you really be paralyzed and you can just swing everywhere I mean, yeah. I get <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, no, you can't but she walk, doesn't have, but... I don't, I don't think I've ever seen her throw webs. I don't know. I mean, if you get paralyzed, you might want to get on that. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you can't just be a <coughs> sitting down spider person. Yeah. I mean, but she's, like, controlling and, like, kind of... She's like he who remains for the Spider-Verse. Wouldn't, wouldn't she be more like the Xavier? To the, what Xavier is to X-Men, she would be to the spider? Yeah. I mean, she, had, she. I think she has telepathy and telekinesis also. So I mean, yeah. Again, at the end, at the end of the day, she still is immune. So yeah. let's see, Madam Web. Doing a little research here on Madam Web. Can so she first came out in November of 1980. So that was the first time we got to see her. It's okay. uh, Amazing Spider-Man 210 been around for a long time yeah she hasn't been that prevalent though in in them in marvel really it's very well, none of, not in these movies right i mean in most of the comics and in the in that, that one particular show actually i think even in the spider-man um was it 99 mm -hmm. uh 2009 or whatever where she, he goes uh where peter goes to the future 2099 yeah okay yeah, yeah, yeah where he goes to the future and he has that cool you know like yeah Almost like Batman Beyond type. Um, Which is voiced by Oscar Isaac, who plays um, uh, Moon Knight. Yes, but that's a he different Spider-Man. No, so, he goes in the future. It's like right after this uh, Venom, and he chases Venom and Carnage on a spaceship. And then he ends up in some like alternate reality of Earth, where like there's humanoid... Uh, like. There's like this lion guy, and there's this like ram guy, like this is weird people. Um, mm -hmm. and he gets stuck in the future, and he lives there. Um, I forgot what the heck it's called, but either way, whatever. Madam Web. Let's see what what are some of her powers. So she was born in Salem, Oregon. Oh, so she might be a witch. Oh. She is paralyzed, blind, telepathic, um, a clairvoyant. What? Yeah. Paralyzed and blind. Yeah. Poor thing. Uh, Wait, is this pre-powers? Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm. I guess she does help the X-Men at some point. Oh, to help defeat the X-Men. Interesting. Oh. Oh, she helps stop the Juggernaut. Oh, nice. Okay, so, I mean... She's been relevant for a while. She yeah, I guess so. Yeah, more more in the comics than anything, right? Interesting. She's relevant in the House of N comics, which I don't remember that. I'd have to oh, check that okay. out. Um, 
Madam Wire resurfaced with her psychic powers. So who's the actress that's going to be playing her? Dakota Johnson. Oh, so Dakota's actually Madam Webb. That's yes. right. I did see that. Yeah. yeah. That I'm actually excited for. But yeah, a lot of right? people are like, oh, well, Madam Webb's old and she's blind. Well, they're telling the earlier story of her. That's all. All a newer story of oh, her. Oh, okay. Um, I like Dakota. Um, is it John Stinn or John Finn? Johnson. Johnson. Okay, so Dakota. Yeah, I like I like her. I think she's a good actress. I look forward. Yeah, I look forward to seeing her in that. And then you got who else is playing the other ones um, in the movie that we have? Um, what the hell is it? Someone's using a leaf blower outside. Oh god! Sorry about that, guys. Let's find out. This is like a Madam Web movie, right? Oh, there it is. Looking up the cast for the upcoming Madam Web. So is this going to be a movie or a Disney Plus series? Uh, definitely not a Disney Plus series because okay. it belongs to Sony. Oh, so Sony's coming out with the movie. Yeah. Got yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, we still don't. Like, Marvel still can't do anything with any of them. Without Sony, yeah. yeah. And so everything that they do it has to be Spider-Man related only. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why Spider-Man, uh, his high school years or whatever, like the new animated show. Oh, right. That's going to be... About Peter Parker, um, but that's the first time we're gonna see any Spider-Man content uh, outside of the older Spider-Man shows, uh-huh. like the cartoons. That's gonna be new. On, like oh. even I was surprised to even see Spider-Man in What If. I didn't think we would. Oh right. Um. So that was actually Tom Holland too voicing it, no, wasn't it? No, no, it was it. It was somebody else. Yeah. Whoa. Huh. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So I guess that's pretty much everything that. We yeah, can really talk about today for now without going too deep into what we're going to talk about next week. Yeah, so next week is the big Black Panther <coughs> kind of forever premiere. We will be going to that, sure so will. keep an eye out for that Thursday. We will be going live again on uh, Instagram, uh, with us on location at the theater. Uh, be giving you guys uh, a little bit of content there, and then we're also going to be. We'll be doing next week's episode and gearing up for that. Yeah. Uh, we'll be talking more about our thoughts, our predictions, just diving a little bit deeper into Black Panther Wakanda forever. Yep. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. Um, I think that's everything, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. just, honestly, I'm just super excited for next week. Yeah. It's gonna I be actually awesome. got the day off. So we'll film in, like you said, we'll film in the morning and then we'll see the movie later at night. Uh, I think we'll try to. I guess refrain from posting any spoilers. Yeah, we'll definitely we'll definitely give them the weekend. Yeah, for sure. For and sure. I think definitely our so we'll do our predictions on Thursday, next Thursday, the tenth, and then the following week. Honestly, I'd like to really deep deep dive into like what the hell just happened because it's yeah, sure. we're gonna see you know what happened with Chadwick, how they pay tribute to him, which mm-hmm. I know they will. Mm-hmm. Um, the future of Namor, the future of Wakanda. Um, the future Black Panther won't we'll have answers to all of that. Get a little bit more info on Riri Williams playing Ironheart, which we already see, saw a scene. Yeah, of her just roasting. Okoye, but there's which two is helmets. There's two helmets. Of what? Two of the Black Panther. Helmets? Two Black Panther helmets. Yeah, but there were three suits in Black Panther. Yeah. So like, it was still only. I think Okoye uh, steps down as the leader of. Uh... That's what I thought when she puts the spike down. Well, if you notice, when she's running with that with the other Dormilaje, she's like the second in command. 
Okoye is wearing silver and not gold anymore. And she's usually wearing gold because she's the leader of the Dormaraja. Yeah. And then in some of the art that we see, she's wearing that um, a different armor. I think she's just going to step away from from being the Dormelage. And that's... Uh, that's you guys that. think? You guys think you guys are on to something here? Well, they're working on the new Wakanda... Or like a Wakanda spinoff. All right. The show. So Okoye can be leading that show. Possible. So I don't know. What do you guys let us know in the comments, guys? Do you think he is on to something, or do you think he's just talking out of his ass? Oh well, no, I'm not. I'm not. Language. Sorry, Cap. I'm sorry, but I don't know. I think he might possibly, might possibly be. Yeah. And they also said Ironheart is a continuation of right after Black Panther. Okay. All right. So I just love how they're like portraying Riri as a true Chicago girl, and she yeah. just like meets Okoye and right off the bat, just like. Roasting her, <laughs> yeah. I thought that, I was like, oh, true Chicago girl, just roasting the <laughs> crap out of Okoye, saying her what was that her head was ashy. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I would have loved for like Okoye to be like, it's the Midwest air. That's out my head, my head. like. Because <laughs> she she turns to uh to shooting, she's like, see, I told you, like. <laughs> so oh man, it's gonna be so good. So yeah. all right, guys, that is the episode for today. Thank you guys for joining us. Keep an eye out for the next episode. And as always, Kike, I am with you. Till the end of the line. Bye, guys.